focus on headline. And let's take a look at what major issues are making the headlines in our focus on headline. For this, uh, joining us in the studio, we have our Tuesday reporters, Kwanzaa and Chejihi. Guys, welcome back. Hi, guys. All right, uh, we're going to start things off here with the South Korean government having held a uh, cabinet meeting today to set out the country's budget plan for 2023. Uh, Next year's national budget will be increased by 5.2% on year from this year's initial budget. But uh, it is a lot smaller and the nearly 9% rise uh, seen this past year. So, Chi, let's start us off with this. Uh, you have the general overview of the proposal. Right. So, next year's budget proposal of 639 trillion won, which is about 473.5 billion US dollars, marks the slowest growth in six years uh, since a 3.7% rise for the 2017 budget. Now, it's also a 6% on-year fall from this year's total expenditure of 679.5 trillion won, which includes the two rounds of supplementary budgets that we saw within the year. Uh, Finance Minister Chu Gyeong-ho said regarding the budget proposal, quote-unquote, next year's budget was set with the government's aim of building a solid foundation for fiscal soundness. He also added, taking this year's supplementary budgets into account, uh, next year's budget is less than this year's budget for the first time in 13 years since 2010. Uh, To ensure the fiscal soundness of the country, the government decided to carry out an expenditure restructuring next year worth 24 trillion won, which is the largest on record. And as a result of this restructuring, the administrative and fiscal deficit next year will be 58.2 trillion won, uh, which is 2.6% of the GDP. And this is nearly half that of this year's forecast of 110.8 trillion won, which is about 4.1% of the current GDP. Now, the government decided to focus the budget raised through these tightening measures uh, to protect the people and the socially underprivileged. So basic living benefits and benefits for the disadvantaged will be raised next year. And uh, to be more specific, a loan program to support those living in semi-basement homes will be carried out. We've talked about this earlier. And spending in the social welfare sector will increase by 5.6% overall. And a total of 1 trillion won will be injected into strengthening the economic competitiveness of small business owners. And a focus was also placed on preparing for a privately led economy. Uh, and the government decided to invest a total of 1 trillion won in nurturing semiconductors, experts, R&D, and infrastructure construction uh, in order to prepare for the, their so-called privately led economy. And to prepare for future floods, uh, three rainwater storage tunnels will be newly built as well. And the union administration will invest uh, 11 trillion won in projects related to state affairs within next year. Man, you think uh, the government listens to Korea now? Because uh, <laughs> remember, remember what my plan was for all the Panjiha? Residents, yeah. I said, instead of, you know, one of the ways to deal with them is uh, provide a loan government program. loan program <laughs> uh, so that they can actually move out of the places. Yeah. I'm going to start watching out. Good job, uh, SJ. Uh, oh, I think I'm going to be more careful about what I say on the air now, too, as well. Uh, let's also take a more detailed look at the budget plan proposal. Uh, so uh, let's begin with the defense budget. Uh, we kind of, uh, what was it? I believe it was yesterday. We briefly talked about defense budget with Sangyak on Korea in numbers. 
uh, Korea is number six when it comes to military power. So uh, we are we have been seeing the defense budget go up, but. Uh, Overall, I mean, what is the government seeking to raise in terms of spending and whatnot? First of all, uh, the proposed budget for next year's defense spending has been set at 57.1 trillion won. That's roughly 42.3 billion U.S. dollars, up from 54.6 trillion won of this year's budget, which would be a 4.6 percent on-year raise. The focus is on strengthening deterrence against North Korea's nuclear and missile threats as usual. Mm -hmm. Uh, If we break it down, the defense ministry is seeking a 17.2 trillion won expenditure for arm purchases and other projects aimed at bolstering defense capabilities and 40.1 trillion won for the operation of military forces. 2% and 5.8 increase on year, respectively, this would be. SJ, I see you're doing some math over there, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> which I did before too, but it doesn't really amount to the exact um, 57.1 trillion won, actually. Okay. So maybe they rounded something up at um, in another number mm-hmm. yes <laughs> no i was just trying to see what was the defense budget uh, like the proportion of the defense budget compared to the overall budget mm-hmm. and oh i see okay, yeah okay. No, no it's basically nine percent of the entire budget is being <laughs> mm-hmm. used on national defense Pretty much. which, which I, I don't think it's like a bad thing to mm-hmm. be honest with you but nevertheless go ahead uh sure so uh, another 5.25 trillion one has been proposed to be used to upgrade south korea's so-called three axis System, which is composed of the kill chain preemptive strike system, which is initiated when there are signs of North Korea launching a nuclear weapon or missile, Korea air and missile defense system with the role of shooting down missiles, and the Korea Massive Punishment and Retaliation Program. It's an operational plan that would use conventional missiles to target the North Korean leadership in a major crisis. And uh, while um, actually preparing for this report, I uh, kind of looked up the Korea Massive Punishment and Retaliation Program because mm-hmm. I remember that during the Moon Jae-in administration, they tried not to use that no. word. They actually changed the wordings of this free access system. And yeah. the current administration seems to have brought back uh, these uh, wordings um, of the system itself. Yeah, mm. And uh, spending for a three-axis system includes hundreds of billions of won for surveillance drones, Patriot Advanced Capability missile in- interceptors, and multiple rocket launchers. Also, 6.64 trillion won for K-2 battle tanks and key military assets like combat ammunition uh, are have also been proposed, and 1.39 trillion won for cutting-edge weapons technologies. Now, what's not uh, not at all included in the proposed budget plan is spending for the construction of a light aircraft carrier, which the previous Moon Jae-in administration had pushed for, for maritime expansion in neighboring countries. Meanwhile, a raise in monthly wages for troops has also been laid out. The plan is a wage hike from 676,100 won uh, pay for a surgeon to 1 million won. The proposal is expected to be submitted to the National Assembly on Friday. Well, I mean, it's not a 2 million one, uh, but uh, just a significant uh, raise here. Yeah, no, I was just kind of, because yesterday we were talking about mm-hmm. on the show in Korea in numbers, uh, how much South Korea spends in defense budget and South Korea now ranking sixth in the world military power. And I believe... 
according to the 2021 numbers, uh, South Korea's defense budget is like uh, like 10th or 11th overall, like in the world. We spend like the 10th right. or 11th most uh, in the world. And I was just kind of curious as to how much of the the actual the overall budget is used on uh, the defense mm-hmm. budget, because this is always the criticism for like like in the United States. Right. The U.S. is like notorious for spending most like a lot of their budget on the defense. Uh, but I mean, nine percent. I mean, it's not that bad. But it is interesting that they're bringing back a lot of these terminologies. In fact, also the terminology for like, Urchi, we have Urchi Freedom Shield now. Mm. I believe Urchi was even uh, taken out in the previous administration as well, though that kind of shows you that it's defensive in nature. Uh, also, another thing to look at here, the government will be newly establishing what's referred to as the Youth Leap Account as part of its uh, efforts to support young people to grow economically independent. Uh, the recent 2023 budget proposal includes many other plans for the youth as well. Uh, of course, uh, during the uh, the President Yoon's uh, campaign pledge, they certainly were targeting a lot of the 20s and 30s. So let, let's hear the details of this, Chihi. Sure. So as part of the 2023 budget proposed in the earlier cabinet meeting, the government confirmed that it added several programs to support the youth. So by supplying youth housing in areas near uh, subway stations, the government seeks to stabilize the housing supply for young people and provide customized employment services to those who have given up finding jobs. Well, so the government will basically help the youth become economically independent by providing an opportunity for them to build assets and find stable housings as well as jobs. Uh, Finance Minister Chu Kyung-ho said at the budget briefing that the government will provide housing, education, and asset uh, formation uh, opportunities in a package to ensure fair opportunities for young people in the country. And to this end, the government increased the youth support budget from 23.4 trillion won this year to 24.1 trillion won next year. And uh, for the asset formation, it increased the budget from 2 trillion won to 2.5 trillion won, and from 6.3 trillion won to 6.8 trillion won was increased for uh, housing support for the young people. Now, for next year's budget plan, uh, one of President Yoon Seo-gyar's key pledges, the implementation of the Youth Leap account, as you earlier mentioned, it's a literal translation of 청년 도약계좌 in Korean, uh, and this was also reflected in the budget. So this account is a savings product that helps young people save large amounts of money uh, by paying a fixed amount on a monthly basis, and the government will add a subsidy to the lump sum that they have saved up. So some 3.06 million young people whose household income falls within the 180% range of the median income are eligible to apply for this particular product. And considering the current market interest rate, uh, it's expected that a maximum of about 50 million won will be saved after the maturity period of five years. And this was initially uh, set to be 10 years, but that was reduced to five years uh, because there were some oppositions regarding uh, saying that the period was too long if it was 10 years. And so this is the case when eligible young people save between 400,000 to 700,000 on a monthly basis. 
And the government also reflected the youth housing supply plan in the budget to support young people in finding their own homes. And the project provides housing to young people, newlyweds, and first-time homebuyers at 70% or less of the market price of the housings that uh, they can afford. And in the recently announced August 16 measures, the government announced that it would supply some 500,000 youth housing units uh, for over the next five years. And the youth job support budget will be reduced from uh, 5.4 trillion won this year to 4.3 trillion won next year. And well, the number is a decrease. However, the government explained that it would be an increase actually from 3.8 trillion won this year to 4 trillion won next year because this excludes the temporary projects such as employment incentives for young people, which were uh, not very effective. Uh, in fact, and also up to 3 million won of subsidies or benefits will be provided to some 5,000 young people who have given up looking for jobs to motivate them to engage in economic active activities once again. And other than this, other programs, including the K-high-tech training, which utilizes the educational infrastructure of large corporations, will increase the number of participants. And the uh, ap applicants, the number of applicants for the employment support program, where job seekers can experience work first uh, hand, will also be increased next year. I just did some more calculations uh, <laughs> while Jihee was uh, giving us the details of this. So, I, no, again, I was very curious. Uh, so, the maximum is 50 million won uh, over a period of five years. And so, I put in, obviously, the, what is it, the maximum of 700,000 won per month. Mm -hmm. uh, you multiply that by five years, which is uh, 60 months. Uh -huh. It comes out to 42 million Korean won. Uh -huh. And so, over the five month, uh, five year period, the government is basically giving you an interest of 8 million right. won, which is, I, 8 million won is a lot, yeah. okay? I mean, you know, honestly, like 700 won for a lot of the young people, that could be a lot of money. Uh, but, uh, I mean, you're trying to get a, you know, a large number of, a large amount that you're trying to save up. And uh, 50,000, for 50 million Korean won, I mean, that's, that's big money, mm -hmm. right? But uh, uh, it could certainly help you out with, uh, I guess, getting a, I guess, a chanze into into yeah. chances some of the chances although i mean in seoul it's still, still kind of tough or you could buy a nice car i don't know what it is uh you know i was looking at uh certain youtube uh video and this person basically was saying that a lot of people are very concerned over the real estate prices mm -hmm. But to him, the biggest concern of Korea is not the real estate price, but it's the ever so declining birth rate. Uh, he oh. said is the biggest reason, uh, biggest uh, obstacle and the biggest problem that South Korea is facing right now. Um, in order to kind of deal with this, we do have some good news for parents of newborns and young children as well as future parents as well. Uh, the government plans to spend money on child care. Uh, so well, let's get the details of this. Sure. So the government has announced a new support measures for parents in a bid to reduce financial burden on parents as well as give them more room to balance their work and child care. According to the government's 2023 budget bill finalized at the cabinet meeting, started next, uh, starting next year, households raising children from newborn to one year are to receive a so-called parent salary of 350,000 won to 700,000 won per month. That would be roughly 260 U.S. dollars and 520 U.S. dollars. So parents of newborns will get 700,000 won and parents of one-year-olds will receive 350,000 
2001. Now, currently, now this year, uh, parents are receiving 300,000 won for babies up to one year. So that is a slight uh, increase. And also, I guess uh, the um, the period uh, is also going to be longer. From what I understand, if it's one year babies uh, for whom you get 350,000 won, then it would be, I guess, before they turn two. Yeah. Uh, now, this is uh, part of President Yoon Seok-yeol's presidential campaign pledge where he vowed for 1 million won or roughly 740 US dollars a month for parents of newborns to one year old. So that's not happening right yet. But in 2024, the government is planning to fulfill that pledge by providing that amount for parents with infants up to 12 months and half the amount for babies aged one. Uh, so I believe this uh, kind of parent salary is going to rise year by year. And uh, other benefits the government has laid out are an increase in child-rearing expenses for single-parent families as well as underaged single-parent families. And diaper and baby formula vouchers will also be expanded for low-income parents. Uh, next year's uh, budget for these uh, parental benefits is to total 4.7 trillion won. Uh, that's up 1.1 trillion uh, one from this year. And along with that, some 570 billion won are to go into the improvement of child care environment and care services. And for example, uh, that will include extended child care at daycare centers. I think this is really important because uh, they would have more uh, daycare for children from 4 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Because I mean, many of the uh, parents, their work ends at past six, yeah, and then yeah. it's very difficult to get to the daycare centers and pick them up. Uh, not everyone can um, work just half a day. Uh, and also an increase in wages for caretakers is included in the budget as well. Well, I mean, that was the big controversy over, you know, sending the kids to uh, elementary school earlier, right? Mm. Uh, pe- mm. Basically parents, like uh, the daycare that my son goes to, uh, it's available from up until when you turn seven Korean age. Uh, he's, so he's like four right now. Uh, so you could, it's good in that it could also, you can basically go to kindergarten there. Like it's a daycare slash kindergarten, right? Mm. And then after seven, you can go up to elementary school and stuff like that. And it's good because you're, if you're able to stay, you're stay, able to stay there until I believe my son stays there only till like like 3.30 or something like that. But like it's up to 4.30. And so a lot of parents are saying, well, if we have to send our kids to elementary school and these ele- the first grade elementary school kids like get off from like school, like a, what, 1.30 or something yeah. like that. Like, what are we going to do? Like, we're all trying to work. We're trying to, you know, we, we have no one to pick up the kid and it's going to force us to send them to private uh, education or we can't work half days. And so that was a big problem. But definitely extending it from 4 to 7.30. I mean, this is going to be a big, big help. But it's also good to see that they're going to increase the wage for caretakers because it's not going to be fair for the caretakers who have to stay there longer mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, not get paid more. But, yeah, the when it comes to, like, the, the child pay, I, I know... My wife gets like something like three hundred thousand won uh, per month for my kid, mm-hmm. um, even though he's he's uh, he's he's three Western age and four Korean age. Um, so we do get assistance up until like I forget what, how old he gets, but that all goes to mm-hmm. like the. I think it's because there are different programs. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, that. so it helps us pay for the daycare. Like, we we never really have that money. It just gets automatically transferred to the daycare. And then 
like our daycare center is like something like 420,000 won per mm -hmm. like 420,000 won per month and so we just have to pay 120 extra uh, every month but it does certainly help out and i think uh, educational expenses is the big chunk of what's putting pressure on these parents and raising right. these kids and so uh, hopefully this does help out in the very low birth rate that, that we're seeing here in the country. Uh, we're going to look at more budget stuff here. Uh, the government also announcing that it's going to be allocating 21.7 billion won of the budget for 2023 to create a multicultural and art space within the uh, the Blue House, which opened to the public back in May. Uh, it also raised the amount invested in support for K-content development and tour tourism revitalization, which, let's face it, uh, took a big hit uh, during the pandemic. Gee, let's get more on this. Sure. So the government announced during the budget briefing that it had allocated some 8.53 trillion won of budget, uh, which is a 6.5% reduction, actually, from this year uh, for the culture, arts, sports, tourism, and cultural uh, property sector for next year. And like you said, a new budget of 21.7 billion won was allocated to the Blue House for the construction of a multi-complex culture and art space. And the budget was expanded to support K-content, revitalize high-quality tourism, and maintain cultural assets within the country. Now, to strengthen the competitiveness of the K-content industry, uh, a new investment of 220 billion won in six funds, including the Intellectual Property Fund and the creation of 320 billion won in private finance through the secondary preservation method will be provided to strengthen policy financial support for this sector. And the number of overseas business centers that act as bases for content-producing companies will be increased from uh, the current 15 to, uh, excuse me, from the current 10 to 15 next year. And in addition, uh, 44.9 billion won was allocated to support the production of uh, over-the-top or OTT content on the premise of securing, securing uh, IP and 10 billion won to support the follow-up use of IP and 4.5 billion won to foster OTT specialized planning uh, per personnel who plan out these content. And the government will also promote the development of 1 billion view webtoon writers by providing a budget of uh, 1 billion Korean won and the globalization of K-picture books by providing a budget of 400 million Korean won as uh, their new businesses. And it will also set aside 7 billion Korean won for film planning and development. And also the culturally underprivileged will be supported more. Uh, with more budget and the creation and production of culture and art will be further promoted to resolve the issue of cultural polarization and the current integrated culture ticket uh, which is a program that we have right now for the low income class will be raised by 10,000 won per year to 110,000 uh, won and a new budget will be allocated to support the creative activities of artists with disabilities using new technologies 1.1 billion won will be um, allocated for that and and 1.2 billion won will be allocated to help prepare an exhibition space for uh, the dis disabled artists. And in the tourism sector, an additional budget is allocated to strengthen the foundation for tourism vitalization in preparation for the possible increase in inbound visits after the COVID-19 pandemic, which I guess we are already seeing. And the budget for the conservation of historical sites and cultural assets has also been allocated. And benefits for those who are receiving training and education for the inheritance of the skills of intangible assets 
spirits, you know, the people who uh, pass down special traditional skills or like musical mm-hmm. talent, yes, mm-hmm. will be increased as well. Boy, this is, uh, <laughs> we, we talked a lot. By the way, uh, Soanji, kudos to you guys. It's always very hard to read numbers. Uh, you guys just didn't mess up once. Uh, did an excellent <laughs> job reading. No, it's true. Uh, when it comes to reading, I, the numbers are always very difficult. Mm-hmm. Guys, uh, we, we talked about uh, so many different things that uh, the government plans to use the money. Remember, it's a proposal. It still needs to be passed. Uh, but let's talk about your thoughts on the 2023 uh, budget proposals here. There are some significant changes here and there. Uh, some things that I think might stand out more. Uh, to you guys uh, than some of the other things here. So uh, let's start off with you. Uh, Let's talk about the 2023 budget proposal. Well, first off, uh, on the amount itself, uh, a number of experts have been saying that the mere increase of 5.2% is actually not too unusual, even though it's the smallest increase in uh, 13 years, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when factoring in the economic growth right now, 5 to 6% of um, an increase is very normal at this point, is what experts say. And... Uh, I want to focus a little bit on what we slightly discussed uh, before on um, regarding the uh, budget for parents of um, newborns and mm-hmm. one-year uh, children. Uh, I think, Esther, you mentioned that someone in the program earlier said that the low birth rate is the biggest... Uh, oh, not in the program, uh, but uh, one of the YouTubers I was uh, watching. Yeah, he, th- he said that, his, in his opinion, the biggest problem in South Korea that f- mm. they're facing is not real estate, uh, mm. but uh, low childbirth. But yeah, it's, I, in the end, like related to real estate, because exactly. if we have a decrease in population, mm. there will be low demand for houses and mm. more supply. Yeah, so that yeah. was the joke. Like My, my wife was like, uh, should we do uh, what is it, Cheongyak for our kid? And I was like, no, because I don't think he's not going to need it. There's going to be a lot of houses available <laughs> oh. uh, by the time he's old. But anyways. Mm. So yeah, yeah, so I just want to mention because of the low birth rate, we are uh, in a more aging society and all of that in the end, means it's not good for the economy yeah. and uh, everyone wants uh, the economy to uh, improve, right? So I really uh, like that part of the budget where uh, they are trying to, you know, give more support for the individual parents, but also especially the increase in wage for caretakers is something I wanted to mention is because yeah, yeah. there were quite some social issues regarding caretakers using violence at uh, daycare centers. Yes. It's really just a minority, yes. but it should never happen, right? Mm-hmm. But the reason um, what many psychologists, for instance, say for why they are acting that way is because there are many daycare workers who express a lot of stress because of the hours and hours of um, taking care of the children. And one person has to take off quite a big number of children at many of those daycare centers. So uh, that's why I think uh, it's really important to uh, really detail and categorize this uh, budget and not just, you know, spend a lot uh, for, um, for instance, parents or a lot for defense. Uh, So, yeah, I think also um, in terms of uh, the money that's expected to be spent on uh, social uh, issues on welfare, that's kind of more, um, what do you say? In Korean, we would say matsumhyung. It's more customized, customized I think, uh, rather than um, generalized. Uh, so that's uh, one positive aspect of the uh, budget I wanted to mention. Yeah, you know, I, I just want to say this. Uh, 
again, I, I do understand like the caretakers at these like daycare centers, like they go through a lot of stress. I don't know if you've ever been with a kid for a whole day. Uh, it's very stressful. Mind you, you multiply that by maybe like seven or eight kids in one class. Mm. It could be more uh, depending. Uh, it's not an excuse to hit these kids, number one. Okay. It's just... There's so many other people that, you know, still do it with a, you know, open smile and do a fantastic job taking mm. care of these kids. Uh, but it is true that I think they're very much underpaid. Um, I don't have the actual figures as, as to how much they actually get paid per month. But I do know that it's under two million one on average, uh, which is very low at this state right now, especially with like the the inflation and things like that. So, yeah, you need to give more to those that are going to give back to you. And, and this is something that, you know, a lot of people need. And also, th I think there should be more daycare centers that needs to be opened as well. Uh, there's so many parents out there fight. The, the thing is, they say, as soon as you're pregnant, they put themselves on the wait list. Right. Uh, because it's so hard to get in, right? And so that's the other problem. Um, my question to you guys is... So there's all these money being allocated into assisting uh, future moms or uh, mothers of newborns and things like that. Is it enough for you guys to say, oh, okay, uh, this might actually maybe change my idea or make me want to get a baby and then it's going to, or anything like that? Does that encourage you to make more? I, I mean, this is going to. <laughs> I don't know how to put this so that it doesn't yeah. sound wrong, but is, will it be encouraging? Will it help, do you think, with the low childbirth uh, rate right now? Well, well, I feel like it's not really just about the benefits that we're, we receive. Like our generation, uh, our value has changed a lot more compared to the previous generations where uh, childbirth has become an option rather, rather than a necessity for the people. Uh, so many of us uh, prefer to live our own lives more uh, than have like a family or even like get married or have a child. So it's not really about the benefits that we receive regarding uh, childbirth or child rearing. So yeah, I don't know if like the increase in the benefits and programs will really directly help people change their mindsets. Uh, and make them encourage, help encourage them to uh, give more birth. I think mm. it uh, depends on also on your income. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. Uh, but realistically speaking, um, for instance, say uh, I give birth to a child and then I wonder whether uh, like six months after I have the child, I should do this work and that work because I'm a freelancer. I can choose which work I would uh, do and not. But if I have at least this little amount of money every month that the government gives me, maybe it could really, you know, encourage me uh, in terms of whether I should work more or less when I have a child. The thing is, uh, one of the uh, big concerns for a lot of like the newlyweds uh, on whether or not they decide whether or not they want to bring a child is, uh, I mean, we've seen one of the big reasons for where the, why there's a decline in childbirth is because they're saying it correlates to the real estate prices. Mm -hmm. They're saying they if they bring another child to the, you know, the life and uh, you need a bigger space and so... Uh, you need to get another house, move into a bigger place, but they can't afford it and things like that. Uh, and so that's the thing. But I, I don't know. I, my thing is like I, I grew up with myself and my younger brother in like a one room. Mm. Uh, and like we were able to live there perfectly fine. Like, you know, we survived. And in fact, we were pretty happy. Like us as kids were very happy and mm. things like that. So I think just our... Um, expectations mm. 
and our standards have risen so much that we think automatically if our family gets big, the house also needs to get big as well. And so that's the other concern that I have with like uh, providing these houses for like the low income or like uh, the youth is, do you think they're going to be happy with the size and go, all right, uh, we'll move into that? Because that's the other problem. A lot of people are going, oh, no, we, yeah, the government is providing us with these houses, but we don't want to move into it because it's not big enough for us. Mm. So, like, I mean, you don't have the money, but you don't want to move into this. I mean, to me, that's the biggest problem. And so for me, it's more of, I think people need to think differently mm. uh, rather than, uh, you know, just putting more money into this. Uh, but, Gia, let's go into your thoughts on the proposal here. Yeah, well, I talked about uh, the programs that have been reflected into next year's budget regarding uh, the youth in the country. And um, I'm actually an advocate for uh, youth support programs. Mm. But then the recently announced programs, many of them seem uh, not very detailed and specific. And although the release, they did not release a specific date or the detailed conditions regarding the youth leap account, uh, for example, this is drawing much attention from young people already on online communities. I mean, uh, it's a it's applaudable that uh, the government is making efforts to face the youth unemployment issue, and uh, they're making they're coming up with different uh, ways to encourage employment. Uh, What's true is that the government has limited budget and they have to be really wise with uh, how they use their limited resources. Mm -hmm. And earlier they declared austerity or tightening measures regarding the use of their budget. But uh, the government saying that they will provide just three million won to some youth, some young people. It's not like pertaining to their principle that they earlier proposed. And I just feel like uh, they have to be more consistent. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Consistent. (laughs) That's principle. uh, Principle. I mean, there are a lot of applaudable uh, programs, but they have to make sure that they are effective in the end. Yeah, Yeah, that was just my two things. Is uh, I was hoping there was going to be more stuff on senior citizens, but uh, we're going to have to leave it at that for now. Uh, Meantime, the U.S. government has agreed to launch formal talks with South Korea on ways to minimize the adverse effects. Uh, The recently enacted Inflation Reduction Act, the IRA, we talked about this before. This is on the South Korean electric vehicles. Jihee, let's get more on this uh sure so sales uh souls Oh, excuse me. Seoul's ambassador to the U.S. said yesterday that the U.S. understands the reasons behind uh, South Korea's concerns on the Inflation Reduction Act, uh, which was recently enacted in the United States, and that uh, they are justified. Now, the ambassador Cho Taeyong said in a meeting with reporters in Washington, quote unquote, we have especially stressed that the discriminative measures against electrical vehicles, electric vehicles from South Korea, uh, an ally and partner in a free trade agreement are unfair and the U.S. side is not presenting any differing views. Now, so the two sides agreed to hold talks between uh, regarding these matters to come up with a proper solution and uh, the ambassador went on to say that completely addressing this issue requires tremendous efforts and that they will work to minimize damage to South Korean firms through active discussions uh, with key actors from the U.S. Congress as well as the administration. And in this regard, the government is said to be uh, negotiating with the U.S. Congress and the administration with the Inflation Reduction Act uh, already in effect, but with revisions to the legislation in mind. 
Uh, and in particular, rather than targeting the entire U.S. Congress, it's reported that the South Korean side's requirements will be fulfilled by increasing the number of contacts centered on key standing members, such as uh, the congressional leadership, as well as the Senate Finance Com- Committee and the House Revenue Committee. Uh, very quickly, uh, so the government set to implement the second phase of its health insurance system reform plan next month, and this is to aim to lower insurance fees for many citizens. Uh, this is certainly going to be helpful for me. So you have more on this. Yes. On the 1st of September, there will be some changes to the nation's health insurance system or the imposition of health insurance charges based on an income-oriented system. So the government uh, this Tuesday approved a revision uh, which includes reducing health insurance premiums imposed on property and car of local subscribers, such as single-person businesses, temporary daily workers, special employees, and retirees. So under this revision, health insurance charges for some 5.6 million households that 65% of local subscribers will be lowered by an average of 36,000 won per month. That's the gist. Uh, We're going to round things out very quickly here with some COVID-19 updates here. Uh, We are seeing the trend go down a bit here, uh, but uh, there are concerns over what's dubbed the twindemic in fall. So well, let's uh, kind of finish things off with this. Yes, yeah, so we've got a little over 115,600 cases this Tuesday. That's a slowdown in the recent spread. A week ago, we had over 150,000 cases, but the uh, there is no decrease in the number of serious or critical mm. cases or COVID-19-related fatalities as 591 people are in serious or critical condition uh, and 71 deaths were reported as of 12 a.m. That's 22 more than the day before. Uh, usually, these numbers drop later than the daily cases. It would be great to see the downward trend continue, but experts are already warning of autumn season, not only because of a potential new wave of the coronavirus, but also the fear of a rise in influenza patients. And we have already seen a slight uh, rise in those influenza patients uh, here in Korea, but where it's worse is in Australia, where the the seasons are different from us, right? And that is why we can look at Australia's case in trying to, uh, um, you know, get ready for a pandemic later this fall. Yeah, in fact, in Australia, there was a bit of an influenza outbreak there. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if you guys get flu shots, but I've been getting flu shots just in case. I don't, don't things are scary. That's flu. actually what they're recommending. Get uh, vaccinated for the flu and COVID. Yeah, because less people are getting the flu shots because they're saying, well, I got the COVID-19 shots. It's fine, right? But uh, the thing is, the recommendation is get both, right? Yeah. All right, guys. Unfortunately, this is all the time that we have. Thank you again for your report and your insights on some of these issues. Please stay safe and we'll see you guys again. Thank you. See you. You can listen to Korea Now with me, SJ Lee, by downloading the Arirang Radio application or tune in online by visiting www.arirangradio.com. So make sure you tune in Mondays through Fridays, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Korea time.